Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Hi there, it's Julia Louis-Dreyfus. You may know me from my podcast called Wiser Than Me, where I talk to older women and get their wisdom from the front lines of life. I was amazed by how many people told me our show made them look forward to getting older, which is why I'm here to talk about season two of the show. Sally Field, Billie Jean King, Beverly Johnson, Ina Garten, Bonnie Ray, just to name a few. All hail old women. Wiser Than Me season two is out now from Lemonada Media. This is the John Fugelsang Podcast. It's the little show that keeps hanging on. This is Sirius XM Progress. I'm John Fugel saying welcome to Tell Me Everything. Tenaciously hanging on here at the quarter of What the Fuck O'Clock and Oblivion, bringing good trouble to the right-wing bubble. Good evening to all our evil army of the night. We welcome you. We welcome all progressives and moderates and liberals and leftists and just anti-evil people. And we welcome uh, conservatives, of course. We welcome people who support Donald Trump but still pretend they're conservatives. We welcome libertarians who are really just embarrassed conservatives. And no matter where you land on the dial, you are welcome here at 866-997-4748. 866-997-GRIT. We got a lot to get to on this evening's show. CNN has confirmed the Department of Justice has informed Donald Trump's legal team he's really a target in the investigation into classified documents. This is a sign the prosecutors are probably, possibly, most likely, virtually, certainly going to indict him. Tonight, we're going to break it down. A lot of news happened today. You probably know this. You might be one of millions of Americans who were told they couldn't leave the house because the air was dangerous and you've been glued to the news all day. We're going to break it down with the great Bob Seska, Allison Gill of Muller, she wrote, and the Daily Beans is back with us. Our heroic executive producer, Chris Hauselt, runs this thing from South Carolina. Producer Thea Harper is somehow holding this fraying monster together out of Brooklyn. My name's John Fugelsang. I'm so happy to be with you. And tonight, over at CNN, licked, fix, nixed, quick. And for the rest of the world, well, you guys already know. Canada, smoky. New York, choky. Pence, pretty hokey. Meadows, really not jokey. Jimmy Pesto, in the pokey. And Jack Smith, okie dokie. Tonight's show is dedicated to Dean Martin, who would have been 106 years ago today. In the words of Dean Martin, I feel sorry for people who don't drink. When they wake up in the morning, that's as good as they're going to feel all day. This tonight is the 35-year anniversary of Bob Dylan's never-ending tour. Bob has played 3,066 shows on this tour so far across the world. He is 82 years old and performing show number 3,066 tonight in Madrid. We'll bring you live updates. Let's do a show. 
I'm so glad we have so many terrific guests on the program tonight to help us keep track of everything. And hello to our daywalkers, everybody who doesn't listen live, but listens on the John Fugelsang podcast on demand or on the SiriusXM app. We love all y'all. We love getting your, your emails uh, at the Facebook page. Uh, thank you very much. Um, it just we're, When we're recording this, we're, we're coming off of like, uh, in, in 24 hours, Donald Trump has received a letter from federal prosecutors virtually guaranteeing he is going to be indicted at the federal level. God is punishing the state of New York for producing Donald Trump by turning the skies burnt orange. Uh, there's three new Republican candidates that have just jumped into the race. Mike Pence, y- you know, uh, he's going to look so good in the history books. And it's all Donald Trump's fault. That's all I can say about Mike Pence. What can you say about Mike Pence at this point? He's on CNN as we broadcast live and record this thing doing a town hall that I guess is going to be really exciting for people who hate Donald Trump but love Mike Pence. You know, those people. I already know what his, uh, what his campaign slogan should be. Pence 2024. Still alive. Still not hung. But I don't know who's going to watch this tonight. I'm watching it with the sound down, and he's got his pious face on. But let's be honest. The only person alive who actually wanted to hear Mike Pence talk this year was Jack Smith. And Jack Smith already did it. Uh, Chris Christie's running for president. The governor of North Dakota is running for president because he wants to be meaner to women who need abortions than anybody else. Russia really did blow up that dam. And uh, let's talk about the air. Are you guys okay? Again, we're at 866-997-4748 all night long. We want to know how you have managed this. It's a good thing so many millions of us still have boxes of N95 masks lying around. Um, And Canada, because I know you're listening. You you know I love you, Canada. We have many great guests from from, from Canada on this show. You are are my favorite of all 50 states. I, I know all this finger pointing isn't fair, but understand, Canada, there's a lot of us here in America who've waited all of our lives to feel morally superior to you in some way. So Americans are going to dump on you for a few more dates. It's not your fault. Dan Rather said, I never experienced what I did today, a choking blanket of apocalyptic haze. I have seen this kind of pollution in cities like New Delhi and Beijing, never New York. And Dan's right. You've probably already seen the photos on the news or in social media. Because, of course, the fires are finally inconveniencing a major media hub, so you'll see the images all over the media. But it's still fascinating. The smoke from the Canadian wildfires is choking our skies all over the East Coast. It's throwing millions of people's travel plans into confusion and disarray. The FAA has declared a ground stop on Wednesday at LaGuardia because there was so little visibility from all the smoke in the sky. They, they lifted the order a few hours ago. But the FAA is reporting long, long delays for uh, incoming and outgoing flights at LaGuardia and at Newark. Uh, Here's Karine Jean-Pierre earlier today. She was briefing reporters on the White House's response to these over 100 wildfires burning right now in Canada. The president was briefed on the wildfires in Canada last week and has been regularly updated since. He directed his team to provide impacted communities whatever support they need. Our team here at the White House is in touch with the government of Canada. We have already deployed over 600 U.S. firefighters and personnel, as well as equipment like water bombers to help Canada battle the fires. We also have been in close touch with state and local leaders, including including in Michigan, Illinois, and New York. 
and multiple agencies, including the Environmental Protection Agency, CDC, and FEMA, are coordinating with state, local, and tribal governments to get timely and accurate information out to communities about local air quality conditions and what steps they can take to protect themselves. So, in other words, we'll see as this thing goes on. Now, hopefully, it'll get better by tomorrow, but it's, it's, man, it's really bad out there. The smoke has covered almost the entire eastern U.S. It's heaviest over the northeast, and it's coming from the fires that are north of the border in eastern Canada. Um, So, air pollution caused by the smoke has made, as of today... For the first time ever, New York City's air, the most polluted of any city on Earth. It took many, many years for us to match Lin Fen China, but we've done it. And, you know, over there on Fox News, they're always mocking climate science. But today in Rupert Murdoch's Wall Street Journal, wildfires like those ravaging Canada are becoming bigger and more frequent as forests around the world increasingly dry out amid the warming climate, many scientists say. You know, Rupert, I know you got to keep the dumb people watching, but maybe now and then, you know, you're 92. It's not much time left in the hourglass, but maybe think about, I don't know, your audience, your your horrible children. Maybe think about the world you're leaving for them. I mean, wildfires are pouring smoke into the Great Lakes, the mid-Atlantic states, and this smoke can cause real serious health complications here in New York. It's it was bad, guys. I, I my son had a little kid in this class who is not asthmatic and couldn't stop coughing. My wife got really sick when she got home. It was okay in the morning. And then when I, I had to go pick up my child at school in the middle of the day, and that's when it was terrible. When we had to like bring goggles and helmets to cover our eyes and wear N ninety five masks. It, 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 I mean, look at the images. It's horrifying. And New York State's Department of Environmental Conservation has issued a health advisory that is in effect until midnight tomorrow night. But we want to know what your experience was. How was it where you were? Was it okay in the morning? It got worse later in the day. But now let's let's talk about what we're all here for, shall we? The big story... Oh, Ma, we waited so many years, we, we never dared pray and hope. But folks, after all this time, we were able to stand before you in the eyes of God and say Donald Trump is likely, probably, virtually, certainly going to be indicted. This is it, Lord. This is happening. Today could be the day. I know we said this to you back during the Mueller investigation and when the Mueller report was turned in. I know we said this to you during the first impeachment. I know we said this during the second impeachment. But now... Now there might be some accountability. Mark Meadows has flipped like a crack house mattress. Donald Trump has been notified that he is the target of an ongoing criminal investigation. Federal prosecutors have told him and his lawyers, because grifters got a grift, that he is the target of this investigation. He's going to be indicted. It might not be tomorrow. Might not be by Friday around 6.30 p.m., although that's usually when these things happen, have you noticed? But it looks like he's going to be indicted on charges of espionage and obstruction of justice for stealing and hiding and covering up and keeping and lying about the property of you and me and the U.S. government that he illegally took to his retirement home in Florida with Mark Meadows as his star witness. The rumor is, and it's only a rumor, but you've heard it, Mark Meadows has agreed to plead guilty to several lesser federal crimes in exchange for testimony under a limited grant of immunity. They think Trump will be indicted as soon as, again, could be this week. Obstruction and Espionage Act charges. Now, Meadows' lawyer reportedly came out and said that's not true. He's not pleading guilty to anything. It's all fake news. 
But Meadows' lawyer didn't come out and say there's not going to be a grant of limited immunity. Hmm. The DOJ is getting ready. It's going to happen, guys. Yes, it happened in New York. And yes, it's going to happen again in Georgia. But on the federal level, they are going to ask a D.C. grand jury to indict a former American president for violating the Espionage Act and for obstruction of justice. This could be tomorrow. And again, this is going to make it very interesting watching Donald Trump while he campaigns for his party's nomination, because what if they make him an offer, as has been speculated all over, that you drop out of the race, you stop posting, you remove yourself from any kind of government opinion, you become a very private citizen and you don't go to jail. Besides the fact that Donald Trump doesn't really have the impulse control to do it, he needs to make money. And I think he might go ahead and take the risk. I think he really believes he's going to be able to steal this thing and pardon himself in 2025. Now, Andrew Feinberg reported that Mark Meadows has agreed to plead guilty to these lesser charges. We don't know yet if that's true. But if a president violated the Espionage Act, I mean, what does that mean? What does it mean about the three people he put on the Supreme Court? The three of whom, all three, you could argue, uh, are a bit shaky in terms of credibility. All three of whom, you could argue, might not necessarily be qualified to be there. Uh, Because the first one did it in the stolen seat. The second one lied under oath. And the third one, well, uh, 50 million Americans had already voted when they rush-jobbed her through. But I mean, (laughs) this is John Solomon, right-wing journalist, big, big Trumpy guy. And he's the one who first published this story that it was going to happen. Now, Trump right away said it's not true. He talked to Maggie Haberman, who he's been leaking to for many, many years. And Maggie Haberman said, Trump told me minutes ago he has not been told he's getting indicted. But that was in the afternoon. And then Trump put a statement on Truth Social saying, no one has told me I'm being indicted and I shouldn't be because I've done nothing wrong. And then he talked about scams and witch hunts and he used it in all caps. And then he said, this is a travesty of justice and election interference. And you know that Stephen Miller probably wrote that because it was spelled correctly. But just imagine, Dino Badala said Meadows pleading guilty. This that was in the Independent article in the UK. It was replaced with a, a source who was briefed on the agreement claimed that the alleged agreement will involve the ex-chief of staff entering pleas of guilty to unspecified federal crimes. But the attorney for Meadows, George Terwilliger, said no, it's complete bullshit, but would not address the matter of immunity in his conversation with the reporter. So, guys, in other words, um, as Moses said to Pharaoh, shit's going down. We have a lot of ground to cover, and I'm so happy we have three of our smartest regular guests to join us. Let's go to the phones. Dave is calling from Washington State. Dave, good evening and welcome. You're on SiriusXM. Hey, John. I have a couple of questions for you. Look, um, I was uh, thinking about this with Donald Trump, and I still think it's a possibility. There was a, a, a person on the show that's really, really smart on national security stuff, Mm -hmm. And she said, look, Donald Trump is not going to go to jail. And if they put an ankle bracelet on him, never, if they put it, they probably won't even put an ankle bracelet on him because he'll use it as a political ploy, like a victim, victim, victim. Look at this. Yeah, he'll fundraise off it. Yeah. Okay. But check this out. There's another side to this uh, because um, Mary Trump was saying, look, Donald knows when he's done something wrong. He's just not. He's just never been held to account, and this is probably freaking him out. Yeah, well, definitely. There's, well, that combined with um, the possibility he might lose the election, uh, especially the primaries. Yes. And, and, and look, man, I'll just come right to the point. Ch- 
China, the Guizhou, the, their state security services, right? They put Maurice Strong up, you know, a, a kind of in a luxury penthouse somewhere. He had like the whole building. Uh, Russia, of course, has put up Viktor Yanukovych. They've put yeah. up um, all kinds of you know people. This for China, this could be a real coup de gras, man, to get Trump to go there. <laughs> you think? At some sort of uh, political. Um, oh yeah, I mean, look, man, Russia has Beijing. Look, man, Russia has screwed up everything for Beijing. What's his name? Um, um, Macron got blasted for saying uh, China has vassalized Russia. <laughs> right, Macron? right. Macron said that and he got slammed, but it's true. And, you know, it's a vassal state of Beijing now, Russia. And mm, you know, a little, uh, little, little, little premature. Uh, they still have a lot of oil. Let's not forget, Russia, they're not quite Saudi level. They're, they're not able to buy golf this week, um, but they've got a lot of oil. They've also, you know, got a lot of problems. I wouldn't be surprised if Putin got Putined by somebody at some point. Usually, if you look at the history of Russian leadership, it's right around this time that someone younger and meaner takes the crown. Well, Trump would be set. I mean, there's uh, they call it um, what Gerhard Schroeder did the same thing. Russia put up Gerhard Schroeder. And the thing is, it's not really illegal. And, the, and it, so it wouldn't impact Trump's kids. So I want to throw that out there. And also, you had a caller that said something really interesting. But it, to me, it sounded like code. But you totally understood what he was talking about. And it's been driving me crazy because I, I couldn't understand. He talked about the, the GNET, you know, the Global Network for Combating uh, Extremist and Terrorism yes. or Technology. Yes. And then he talked about the CIA doing some sort of stability thing. And I'm like, wait a minute, wait a minute. I'm not connecting the dots here, but John seems to know what's going on. Is, is that about that lateral thinking thing? Like, um, is, was he talking about some sort of, like, what's happened in Germany might happen here? Uh, was, was, this a, was, this called, uh, was this called this month? Was it this a recent call? I, I'm afraid I don't know. I, I don't know enough information about the conversation you're referring to. Well, I'm usually drunk. Like, you know, I'm you know, I'm always heavily drunk when I'm on the air, right? Like I'm blackout drunk right now. I don't even understand how I'm getting through this conversation. So asking me to remember something uh, I need a bit more to, to ground myself with. Also, the pills well, with me, you know, it's like it's it's yeah, go ahead. Well, no, I mean, I'm, I don't mean to put you on the hook. I mean, you just sounded to me like you knew what he was talking about. And was, yeah, tell me, I, tell, tell me what you're talking about. And I'll know what we're talking about. What 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 is the subject? I'm sorry. CIA experiments. No, no. Yesterday, a guy called in. And okay. He talked about. He mentioned GNET and arrests, and and uh, that you know the GNET is that um, that you know they they they're globally yes. every, they all work together to combat extremism on the internet. Okay, fine. Yes. And then, <laughs> then he said, um, but here's the part that got me. He said, we all know this is just the CIA stability operation. They're trying <laughs> okay. to stop yes. instability in America. And the first thing I thought of, which might be wrong, and this is why I'm asking you, I, I was thinking, because in Germany, they have had this problem. They call it queer thinking or lateral thinking in English, right? Where the left and the right, which, you know, Germany has a very extreme right, and they have a pretty extreme left, but they've come <laughs> together. They've come together, and they kind of idolize Donald Trump as well, and I don't know, not, they want to, you know... Not, not the left the in Germany, trust me on that. But, but was he talking about this phenomenon in America, where the left yeah. and the right are working together, doing... Um, you know, extremist stuff, and that the CIA is trying to, to stop that? Is that what he was alluding to? 
I, I, I have yeah, I have no idea what he was alluding to. I mean, you've confused me more than that guy did on the phone. But I don't think where there's any concern about the left and the right getting together to make too much mischief. I worry about the left and the right getting together to form their own media communities more than I worry about violence. Well, but it, but it is true, John. I mean, there are all right, like there are stealth Trumpers. I mean, I don't fault you guys for not noticing. There was one on the other day. He, he, he was saying he, he only likes Ronald Reagan. He doesn't like Trump. But all he did was slam uh, DeSantis, Nikki Haley. He said that, and then at the very end of the conversation, he said, oh, but, but, but Donald Trump is Darth Vader. Even, even the, the, the lady uh, interviewing him laughed. What yeah, I was very offended by that. By the way, I want to point out Darth Vader never avoided military service in wars he supported. So that, that was deeply offensive against Sith people. Right. But you know what he's doing. He's calling, especially me. He's normalizing it. He's trying to normalize it. That's all they can do. These guys know how corrupt and evil and stupid Trump is. But you know what? It's like they're like, you know, they're like these diehards. I I knew a guy once who couldn't stop defending Godfather 3 because he was so loyal to the first two. You know what I mean? You just you abandoned common sense and you're blindly obedient to something that's shitty. Well, and it's a chicken little phenomenon. They try to, you know, and and this does come out of the Reagan era. These guys, they try to, like, say, well, the left is all just, you know, panicked, worry wars, into the world, the sky is falling. But, hey, I mean, I'm not that way. He's wrong. I think that Donald Trump is a real threat. All right, let me me ask you this. Okay. Is Donald Trump really a fascist? Well, he may Uh, not actually be, but... He, he knows politically it's smart to give fascists what they he want. could be. A, he could be a fascist if he had any kind of ability to concentrate on something and if he believed in anything. But because he's not, he's an extremely useful tool for other fascists, as we That's have seen. Right. That's right. What do all fascists want? They want a fear. OK, so Donald yeah. Trump and, and DeSantis really aren't the problem. It's all these uh, um, these right wingers in America have evolved to a point where they they don't like democracy anymore. It's right wingers around the world. That's why authoritarianism is still on the rise. But we have to keep remembering there's more of us. And sometimes I'm sorry, America has shown America's shown it, it, it has to get worse before it gets better. You know, they they had to gut Roe v. Wade before we got people really serious about taking control of this democracy, which is happening right now. And it's an amazing time to be alive. Can I ask you just one last question? Oh, if you must, fine. Okay, uh, Hunger Games, um, Ballad of of, uh, Songbirds and Snakes. Are you excited about it, don't care about it, or um, are you starring in it? Is there anything um, you got? That's the the prequel, right? Is it a a TV series or a movie or a book? It is a movie, and it's about the the backstory of of, uh, Coralina Snow, President Snow. Right. Remember the villain in the Hunger Games? It's his. It's his backstory. Like when he right. Was oh, good. Because I was always wondering how he got that way. Yeah, that that was the most interesting I thing did. about that film was the ancillary villain character uh, that that had a cameo in the movie. You know, I, it's great. I read the. I read all three of those books, um, and then the movies came out. And the movies weren't really my thing, but I get the hype about it. I enjoyed the first couple of books, and and. I think they created a really, really unique world. So, you know, like Game of Thrones, it's sort of like, well, I, I'd like to see something new. But if you can find great new stories to tell in this universe you've created, go ahead. That's how I feel about Star Wars, too. Yeah, I was just wondering. Well, when it's political, it, I think, you know, it's a heavy political um, overtones to the whole. Hunger well, yeah, of course. It's all anti-fascism. Definitely. Yeah, so I was just wondering if, um, you know, and I was also looking up some of your credits online. I hope, look, man, even the Beatles had bands, John. Even the Beatles had bands they liked. But unless, you know, you 
unless you celebrities tell us, we don't know. You know, um, wait, wait, wait. I'm, I'm, I'm not a celebrity, and I don't know what you mean. The Beatles had bands yes. they like. What does that mean? Yeah. The Beach Boys. <laughs> well, I mean, we don't know. All right, look, man. I'm still emotionally scarred from, um, you know, Xena Warrior, Warrior Princess. I went yes. to a, a Trek convention. Um, Lucy Lawless, right? I went to yeah, a she's Trek great. Convention, and she called me and uh, the people outside nerds. Oh. oh man, my isn't that the greatest honor? If you have Xena call you a nerd at the Trek convention, that's like that's like what are you talking about? That's like winning the trifecta at the Trek. Well, I don't know. I had this crazy idea that you, you, know, you get to Comic Con, you see Xena, and she calls you a nerd. What more do you want here? Do you want to get beaten up on the way home and have your lunch money stolen? You win. Yeah. I don't know. I had some crazy idea that she would actually dig me, I guess. I don't know. Oh, I, but she's a professional actor, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, and, and yeah. Like, I'm, 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 not, I'm sure she'd dig you in her way. But yeah, <laughs> no worries. All, All right. right. Well, thanks, That's Dave. Okay, thank you very much. I, I still don't know what you were bringing up about bands, but I, I totally appreciate it. Thank you so much. Uh, Chris, do you know what he meant about bands? I didn't find. I didn't follow that part. Uh, he was saying he, he was just want to know what your thoughts were. So he's likening you to the Beatles being like, you know, everyone knows the Beatles are great, but we didn't really know for a long time what bands the Beatles thought were cool. Oh, is that and they does did. he want me to tell him which bands the Beatles thought were cool? Well, he was just can... wondering if you if you thought the Hunger, <laughs> Hunger Games show was going to be. Cool. Oh, I see. I, I'm I'm really slow. I'm sorry, see, folks. My apologies. I've been I've been inhaling um, uh, burning wood and smoke all day from Canada, but again, it's Canadian, so it's 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 maple uh, and apple bacon scented. It's very pleasant. We got to take a very quick break. When we come back, the great Bob Seska joins us to begin to unpack a look and review at this freaking day. We are at eight six. 6-9-9-7-47-48. We invite you guys to join the conversation all night long. 866-997-GRIT. <sighs> the comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car selling command center. Thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crowe portrays an ex-homicide detective unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. Hey everybody, it's Michael Steele, host of the Michael Steele Podcast. Each week, I discuss key political and cultural issues joined by America's leading activists, experts, and academics for conversations that transcend political boundaries. And that's the point. I want you to join me as we work through real solutions, have honest conversations, just keeping it real, and having a little fun on the side. So listen to the Michael Steele Podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Spreaker, or wherever you get your podcasts on. Because you know I love it when you do.
And welcome back. So great to be with you. Imagine, if you will, uh, imagine like being able to feign enthusiasm as well as Mike Pence's family for the next year in this ridiculous, misbegotten, fake presidential campaign. Uh, For more, let's go to one of the smartest men in the room. Bob Seska is the host of The Bob Seska Show. He drops weekly columns every uh, Tuesday. Uh, Actually, no, I fell in love with him with the columns he used to drop on Tuesday, and I also fell in love with him on the Stephanie Miller tour. Now, of course, he's here every Wednesday night to class the place up, even when I'm so loopy because I've been inhaling smoke all day. Mr. Seska, (laughs) welcome back to SiriusXM. (laughs) Thanks so much, John. Are you in New York City right now? I, I think it was New York when I went to bed yesterday. I can't really <laughs> tell by the landscape what city I'm in anymore. It could be New York. It could be Cairo in the 50s. Yeah. Uh, but it's bad. How is it where you are? It's uh, you can smell it here. I mean, it's was it was a little uh, hazy today in uh, D.C. And so, uh, yeah, it's reached this part of the world. It's incredible. Uh, and, and in all the worst ways. I'm just looking for like a guy with a flamethrowing guitar strapped to the back of a giant <laughs> rig of some sort racing through the wasteland. Yeah, I mean, that's what it seems like. And it's awfully depressing uh, when you think about it that way, too, because um, one of the things I've been thinking about, John, actually, is what we can do about this, because yeah. obviously we're seeing these uh, wildfires becoming more and more common. Uh, and what's so shocking about this is the air quality right now hundreds of miles away from where the fires are is at about the same level as the air quality i experienced during the santa rosa wildfires in california when the Mm. fires were less than a mile away so that gives you an idea of the vast scale of all of these wildfires in canada amazing and the sorts of pictures that we're seeing on social media right now these are the sorts of things that we're going to be seeing more and more often. In fact, there could be a time if we well, let's say, for example, if the Republicans had their way, there will be a time when the air quality will most often be like this if we don't make all the right decisions. And one of the things that I want to share with your audience, John, is an option that we have in about 14 different states, and that is energy choice. And that means yes, you please. can... Yeah, you can choose your electricity provider, and more specifically, you can choose a 100% renewable energy provider. And uh, that's something that we've done here in Maryland. So our carbon footprint in our apartment here, at least when it comes to electricity, is zero. Because I I took five minutes, John, to go to the electric company that runs our electricity, runs the grid here, I went to their website, took me five minutes to find a clean energy supplier with just the right rate, and which is actually a little bit less expensive than what we were paying for dirty electricity. And I signed up for that, and it was a seamless transition. Five minutes in and out, it was no problem. The sign-up process was easy, easy to understand, simple to complete, and now we have the peace of mind knowing that we can run our computers here and our obviously our giant refrigerator uh be, with that in mind with the peace of mind knowing that we're not contributing to the climate crisis and i think if we all did that we're talking about states like uh new york has that uh pennsylvania i believe has that connecticut i was going to say how uh, how can a, how can a state find out if they're part of this brave new world or if they suck 
Um, there is a website. I actually linked to it on my Twitter feed. So if you go to my Twitter feed, there's a place where you can uh, find out if your state has that as an option. Or what you can do is just go right to wherever it is, the website of your uh, electricity provider. And they should have something on that website about that, about how to switch over. And uh, it's all done in conjunction. So, like, for example, here in Maryland, we have Pepco. That's the electricity provider. And the electricity is provided for our place is provided by a green energy supplier, but is billed through Pepco. Yes. So that's how that works. Now, it doesn't work. I mean, you can't you can't direct clean energy just to one apartment. That's that's not they can't do that with the <laughs> electrons in the power lines. But what they can do is for every kilowatt hour we use here, they can inject that same amount of green energy into the grid to offset the carbon footprint that we would have normally made, if that makes sense. So it's yeah. it's basically carbon offsets. We're buying carbon offsets to mitigate the electricity that we're the dirty electricity that we're using with supplying green energy to the grid. So it balances out, which means I our mean, carbon footprint amazing. is zero. Yeah, yeah. It's amazing. And that's something it's anyone can do. Anyone can do this if you're one of the, I think, 14 states that have that as an option. But isn't this how it's going to happen? I mean, it's not going to be that the, the boomers aren't going to figure it out before it's too late and save us. Gen X isn't going to rest control and somehow fulfill our destiny of saving us. It's going to be a very messy, gradual patchwork of Americans figuring this out on a generational level and eventually millennials and Gen Z taking it more seriously than our parents' generation did. Bob, you look at the numbers here. If Sydney 2019, L.A. and San Francisco in 2020 and New York City today. In these last four years, each of those four cities has experienced the worst day of wildfire smoke in yeah. recorded history. This is not gonna stop. And eventually, a generation will decide to do something about it. Uh, and sadly, the generation that called it a myth will probably be dying off by then. But we know that whoever takes over Fox News, they're gonna be calling it a lot of hype as well. They're gonna choke on it before they care. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And in fact, Fox News is now uh, criticizing the Democrats for hyping the wildfires and uh, being all hysterical about the climate crisis. And, uh, you know, when I see things like that, John, I mean, this is not useful at all. But uh, I, I hope that someday down the line, as future generations are sandbagging against the rising sea levels, I, I hope on some level that, that the people of the future remember what the republicans did to this planet and and more specifically to human beings because ultimately the planet without us will fully recover it mm. the problem here that i think is misunderstood is it's not necessarily about the climate it's about mass extinctions of the people and the and the, the beings living in that climate and uh, we're essentially committing slow motion suicide through apathy and inaction through demagoguery and disinformation yeah. and that's leading us down this road to a point where we're, we're we're crossing threshold after threshold and we're going to get to a point where the, the there's going to be a threshold that's going to be the last threshold and there's going to be nothing we could do about it at that point and there is no planet b there is no other place for us to go at this point uh mm -hmm. it's the don't look up scenario uh, without right. the media course You're right. so 
and, and that's what we're facing and we're seeing it happen it's not like it's something going to happen in the distant future we're in it now and i think there's plenty of evidence showing that i just you know john we have all the creative people we have all the writers we have all of the uh, uh excellent strategists we have hollywood writers and producers we have uh, just the, the the smartest most creative people on our picket the lines of, alone our picket lines alone have the most creative people yeah. in the world go on on the side of the normals i mean we're talking about normals here uh not necessarily radical republicans who are dragging their heels on this so we should be able to come up with a way to rabbit season, duck season, the Republicans into at least going along with some of this stuff, at least picking off enough of them so that we can start passing some serious legislation along those lines. Yeah. Is that what's going to happen? Did you did you get a look at the debt ceiling bill, Bob? Did you get a look at uh, how much Joe Manchin got more pipeliney uh, on our dime? Did you did you get a look oh, yeah. at how we can't even get Democrats to take this seriously? I mean, uh, you know, and, and, and I want to I want to I don't know. I don't mean to be nihilistic about it. I just I've, I've sort of given up on people older than us forever doing anything yeah. you know yeah. uh, and I, I do want to shift gears really quick and i'm really yeah. sorry you have to miss the mike pence town hall on uh cnn i know that meant a lot to you and of course I know. it's what we'll all be talking about it tomorrow won't we all the interesting things pence said but i i i have to ask you about this story bob i i, I know the world's literally on fire but while we were getting ready for the show tonight prosecutors told former host of celebrity apprentice donald trump that he is the target of an investigation and it really seems i know we've been wrong before but <laughs> shit's going down he's going to be indicted they would not they would not have sent this letter were that not imminent fair to say Absolutely. Yeah. And in fact, uh, just going back to Mike Pence real quick, if you have to miss Mike Pence's town hall, you can sim simulate the town hall or simulate what he has to say in the town hall just by putting your phone on vibrate. The sound mm -hmm. of your phone on vibrate is eerily similar to the sound of Mike Pence's voice. So it's like this. It's like the same thing. It's like an AI Im imitation of Mike Pence's voice. Just listen to that <laughs> vibrate sound. That's all it is. Thank and you. so, uh, yeah, uh, Donald Trump is screwed. And, and this is this is the sort of news coming down that makes me so happy because, you know, it freaks him out. You know, it stresses him out. The very idea of Mark Meadows turning on Donald Trump. Oh, my God. I can't even imagine the amount of ketchup flying around Mar-a-Lago right now. The, I, you know, I would say. <laughs> the the Mar-a-Lago ketchup threat level is at catastrophic and uh, it, but it's, it's, it's only going to gonna say, get worse. But, it, but it's fair to say this probably happened a long time ago. I mean, the die was cast. We were saying it a year ago yeah. when Mark Meadows turned over all of those thousands of text messages to the January 6th committee without realizing he had done it. And then he tried to save face by suing the January 6th committee. But it really seems like this deal was done probably last summer, which now explains why Mark Meadows didn't have much to say when Cassidy Hutchinson's testimony came out. I mean, this has been in the works for a very long time. And Mark Meadows is the reason the January 6th committee got everything they did. Yeah. And, you know, with Mark Meadows, it's kind of surprising because I don't get the sense that he's a very bright guy. But I think this is a smart move. I think he's realized that you get around Donald Trump, you get into Donald Trump's orbit. He will eventually throw you under the bus. It doesn't matter whether you're uh, one of his staffers from his former White House or one of the people who works with him at Mar-a-Lago or Bedminster or elsewhere. It doesn't matter if it's his family members. He will eventually screw everyone around him if he desperately needs to. 
or even it doesn't even need to be a desperate need. He just for fun, he would screw people around him. And that's what he does. And it, and yeah. we see time and time again, this same story playing out. Someone buddying up to Donald Trump. Chris Licht today at CNN getting fired. I would say yeah. predominantly because of that disastrous town hall and the aftermath, exactly. making himself the news story. And even when he said to his staff, uh, I know this is a big tangent, but even when he said to his staff, hey, look, I shouldn't be the news story. That became the news story. That became well. He was already was the news story. I mean, when, yeah, when you yeah. when you spend a year, let's let's get off on that tangent for a second. When you spend a year yeah, yeah. letting an Atlantic reporter tag along on your personal trainer sessions, and into control rooms and edit rooms, and onto your private jet running this news network, when you spend a year letting someone have this much access and. You're clearly so myopic about what you're doing that you think that somehow having CNN's five millionth rightward tilt as a desperate ratings ploy will work this time. I, mm. I, I guess I should say I'm not surprised at all. I mean, that article in The Atlantic came out over the weekend. It was devastating. Again, the only yeah. person they could get to defend Chris Licht on the record in the article was his personal trainer, who was heavily quoted. Uh, it was embarrassing on so many levels that he had to do that whole safe face conference call with CNN the next day. I, I mean, I guess good for him that he was able to last three more days after this. Yeah, yeah. Just don't even try. Don't even try to appease this guy. I'm talking about Donald Trump. Because you will be screwed. I mean, that's it. At some, at some point, the pool boy who flooded the server room is going to get indicted. You know, it's just one of those things where everyone around Donald Trump, I think Rick Wilson has the thing. Everything Trump touches, dies. touches, dies. That was trending yeah. today because of Chris Slick. But again, will the pool boy <laughs> who flooded the room be indicted or will the Trump staffer who was instructed to say he accidentally flooded a documents room in the basement while draining an outdoor pool? I don't know how shitty the layout is. It is retirement home there, Bob, but I don't really understand the mechanics of that. It really sounds like Donald Trump is in serious my dog ate my homework territory and oh, yeah. to me that's a sign of panicking I I, I kind of <laughs> think that's the best lie you could come up with really but you know we were <laughs> no, talking last week about this, this this tape about Trump you know we're talking about holding a national security document containing details about a potential military attack on Iran and now suddenly the documents missing Bob how juicy is this yeah, that was a shocking development. And in fact, it didn't get a whole lot of play here because what we're talking about is not only a document with war plans. Uh, God only knows the information contained within that document, but also the fact that Donald Trump stole it, made off with it, kept it uh, after he was done being president, but then was showing it around to people. Yeah. And in fact, in the recording, it's been reported that you could hear the rustling of the paper like he was holding a paper, maybe waving the actual document around yeah. as he was talking about it. So what we may eventually find out is that by doing so, by having that document loose and no longer in a secured facility like a skiff or something like that. Donald Trump could have seriously endangered the lives of not only our military personnel, but also our diplomatic personnel. Who knows? And then on top of that, where has this document ended up? I mean, we're talking right. about American war plans to invade Iran. Who would benefit from something like that? Was the document um, oh, oh, sold? Maybe, maybe a, a, a huge Middle Eastern family-owned corporation with a flag that was giving Donald Trump <laughs> gazillions of dollars to hold a really shitty amoral golf event at his New Jersey golf club? Maybe? Just Bingo. Maybe. 
Yeah. Yep. 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 Someone, a, a nation with a vested interest in uh, in defeating Iran <laughs> at some level. But I mean, in terms of the document, was it stolen? Did he sell it? Uh, mm-hmm. did, did he just lose it? I mean, we also heard back when the first when the first um, uh, whatever you want to call it raid at Mar-a-Lago, the first search at Mar-a-Lago occurred last August. Right. We heard that there were empty folders empty folders that should have contained top secret information correct pages and pages of that the the pages inside were missing where did those pages go we i don't think we've received an answer to that question yet we may see that bear out in a trial but for now we don't know so how much national security was endangered through donald trump's selfishness and his recklessness and his desperate need to be transactional with everything that he does with his need to appease <laughs> authoritarians and what will he do to continue to suck up to those people what will he do to continue to suck up to the saudis exactly. i mean i don't know if there was a i don't know if there's a relationship between the iran document and the money that jared kushner got but there could be some there could other be. thing in the works and and how will Donald Trump, what compromises will Donald Trump make to avoid exposure on this? What will yeah. he potentially agree to do and stop doing to avoid the news going too broadly? Bob, before I before I lose you, I, I do want to ask you about um, how Twitter admitted that Elon was wrong about censorship this week. I, we, we could have spent this entire segment talking all about Elon and what he's doing over there at that mob restaurant he's burning down for the insurance money. But what yeah. went down this week with the truth? Well, so you may remember that uh, because uh, Donald Trump was kicked off Twitter and Facebook and YouTube for being a menace to society, um, he decided to sue all of these platforms, uh, specifically in this case, Twitter. He tried, tried to sue Twitter. And the grounds for the lawsuit is that Twitter has violated his First Amendment rights. Of course. We've talked about this a million times, John. I know everyone who listens to your show understands what the first amendment at least in terms of the free speech clause pertains to it pertains to government restrictions against free speech you're not supposed to do that and so in response to this lawsuit twitter said well we're a private corporation we have Mm -hmm. nothing to do with government interference in anyone's free speech so what happened through this legal proceeding having to do with this ridiculous, uh, unfounded Donald Trump lawsuit, is that Twitter's legal department has contradicted Elon Musk's Twitter files. Because Elon Musk, the whole purpose of the Twitter files is to say, oh, big bad government told told Twitter to take down all these tweets, you know, mm-hmm. the dick pics of Hunter Biden is what they were. That's and uh, yeah, and Twitter complied with that, uh, thus being, you know, a, a First Amendment thing, when in fact, Twitter has now stated legally that it has nothing to do with the First Amendment. It's not that kind of censorship. Wow. So that would it, be like that would be like Ron DeSantis's lawyers admitting in court what the word woke really means. Bob Seska, <laughs> there's yeah. never enough time. What's the best way for our listeners to follow you in your work? Uh, you can follow me at bobseskashow.com. Also, my new uh, Star Trek podcast with Mary Trump, Trek Politics, uh, at Trek wait. Politics on Twitter. Yeah. And trekpolitics.com. You are the best, sir. Thank you so much for joining us. Have a great evening. Happy breathing. We're going to take a very quick break. We will be back in just a moment with your calls at 866-997-4748. This is Progress. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. 
Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I am so thrilled on a day when the news was so crazy that we have our next guest with us. There's a lot of people out there who will push themselves as being insiders or pundits or experts, and none of them carry the weight as our next guest. Allison Gill is known by many as just AG. She has many fans. She's a great entertainer. She's a great author. She's a great patriot and an advocate for justice and democracy. She first started her podcast, Muller, she wrote, out of her kitchen. When the government investigated the podcast, Trump had her fired, even though she'd been working with them for more than 11 years. She also went on to create the Daily Beans podcast and Jack, a special counsel podcast, uh, which is very exciting. It's where Allison and former deputy director of the FBI, Andrew McCabe, are documenting the DOJ investigations of Donald Trump. It is a very busy day. Let's all celebrate Meadows flipping like a crack house mattress. Allison Gill, welcome back to SiriusXM. Ah, John, it's so good to see you. What an interesting uh, historical and momentous day it's been. I don't even know. I don't even know where to begin with this, other than the thank you for missing the Mike Pence town hall on CNN to join us. I know that's a real loss for you and what you do, and we're all diminished for not watching it live. Um. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm super sad. Um, but, yeah, you but know. Mike, yeah, Mike I Pence can go He'll, he'll be grabbing all the headlines uh, from today. So I don't even know where to begin in talking about this. But shortly before we went to the air, we found out a letter has been sent. It looks very, very, very likely. Some would even say probable that a grand jury will be asked by Jack Smith to charge Donald Trump with espionage and obstruction of justice, possibly as early as this week. I want to ask if you were surprised, but I don't think you were. No, no, I'm I'm not surprised. Although I have to hand it to um, Hugo Lowell over at the Guardian, who broke the yes. story that um, and, and CNN has picked it up now, and it's you know everybody's the New York Times, everybody's picked it up. But he got a target letter, and you know that 999 times out of a thousand, it means you're going to be indicted. Um, but and and that is why the lawyer set up the meeting to speak to to speak to. Uh, the Department of Justice officials uh, this week. They were there. They were there Monday. Yes. Uh, I flew to D.C. Now everybody's flying down to Miami because there is some conflicting reporting here. You know, Washington Post is saying that the obstruction, the bulk of the obstruction uh, charges will be will be handed down out of the Florida district, the southern Interesting. district of Florida. Uh, but the Independent is reporting that they are going to happen tomorrow in D.C., but there's no other U.S. outlet that has confirmed that thus far. Uh, they're also reporting Meadows flipped, as you said, like a crack house mattress. Uh, that's, again, hasn't been corroborated. And of course. Meadows' attorney, Terwilliger, 
has denied that he is going to be pleading guilty to several lesser charges in exchange for limited immunity. So we have some conflicting reports out there, but one thing is clear and crystal clear. That's Hugo Lowell's reporting. He got a target letter last week. It's, It's about to go down. And we mentioned at the top of the show that Meadows' lawyer has come out and said that there are no crimes he's confessing to for a plea. But uh, is it worth noting that Meadows' lawyer also didn't deny there was a limited immunity deal? Yeah, it it was a a lawyer, a lawyerly response. Um, uh, (laughs) You know, I would be surprised. Terwilliger, he's not my favorite dude in the world, but he's a good lawyer. Uh, And, uh, you know, better than anyone in Trump world, at least. Uh, it would seem weird that he would say that um, his client is not going to be pleading guilty uh, if that weren't true. Uh, but again, we're going to know soon enough. Uh, and I think the bottom line here is that Meadows is cooperating. Uh, he's not a target of this investigation. Well, I was going right. to wait to see if, if Fonnie Willis had indicted him as part of her racketeering investigation in Georgia. Um But now we may know sooner. Allison, one thing I've often said about America and fascists is that we are blessed uh, that God in her wisdom decided to make the stupid greater than the sinister. I call them dim shady because they're always just a bit more dumb than they are evil. This was true under Bush and Cheney. This is true under Trump and Pence. And it's really true of, 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 of Mark Meadows. We have to remember, this is the same man we have to thank for accidentally giving the January 6th committee thousands of emails. We know so much about the guilt amongst the conspirators in high places on January 6th because Mark Meadows turned over all of these, and he's sort of been persona non grata since then. When when do you think he might have made a deal? Because people are saying it could have happened last summer, and maybe that's why he wasn't really uh, very noisy when Cassidy Hutchinson gave her testimony. I mean, does it matter when he may have flipped? I'm fascinated by how long this may have been in the works. Yeah, and I really don't know, but he started going quiet and Trump's lawyers started saying we we can't, you know, we're, we're not talking to Meadows probably toward the end of last year, uh, maybe a little bit like September, maybe a little bit before uh, Jack Smith was brought on board. So uh, we don't know if Jack Smith flipped him or if Merrick Garland did or when I shouldn't say Merrick Garland, I should say um, Wyndham, who, who is the guy who Garland put in charge of uh, January 6th investigations uh, and the documents investigation. Uh, so it's it's really hard to know, uh, but he's been quiet for a really long time. Although some, you know, they put out a piece on him. He's been working behind the scenes. He was meeting with members of Congress to try to get the, you know, try to push some of the more uh, drastic cuts in the debt ceiling right. battle that was fabricated by the Republicans that did never have to happen. That Biden totally won. Uh, you know. <laughs> He was in on all that. He's been in secret meetings. He's been doing Republican stuff, just real quiet, just, you know, on the DL. Yeah. Um, Let me ask you about Jack Smith. Uh, Fascinating person. I do think that there are some folks maybe a little bit in danger of a little too much idol worship, which we experienced with Mueller. We've had our hearts broken by impeachments in the past. And again, no criticisms of Mueller. He, He dropped off 10 counts of obstruction that Democrats decided to just leave there on the floor. We've been through that before. Um, but since you've been doing the podcast on Special Prosecutor Smith and, and really spending a lot more time on him than the average media outlet, I'm curious, what's your take on the man and has your opinion of him evolved? And, and are you a little bit uh, worried about the people who are looking to this man as our latest savior? I'm always worried about that. I started tweeting before the Mueller report came out 
that everybody needed to chill. And he's not a messiah. He's a he's an investigator. He's not going to be charging Donald. There's an OLC memo. He's a rule follower. He's not going yeah. to break that Department of Justice policy. No, he's not going to save us. I said so many times, we are the Mullers we've been waiting for. We got to vote this guy out of office. Um, and so I, I always caution against, you know, Messiah hero worship. I alone can fix it is something that the fascists say. Thank you. Uh, and to, to put this all on him and not the voters and the judicial system. And the, I mean, Maddow said it, she says, look, there's no silver, there's no magic bullet. It's like 40 different things working together that makes democracy that, that holds it up. It can't be just one person. But Jack Smith, we did a whole episode on him and his his career. He's not afraid to uh, indict high level um, uh, political figures. He's done that before. He's not afraid to lose. He's, he's lost a few things. Uh, and he's he seems a pretty aggressive prosecutor. Um, he really just doesn't like public corruption. Um, so I think he will do the right. Uh, I'm interested to see what, if any, or if all of the documents case goes down to Florida and why he made that decision, um, if that's the decision he made. But I think he's hmm. he's real, you know, he's a real aggressive, a real aggressive prosecutor. Uh, and I think that, um, I, you know, but again, you're right. No, nobody is. No, no one man alone can fix it. And, and again, we don't even know if he's going to be done indicting Donald Trump after this. This is just the documents case, which could be in D.C., could be in Florida. This has nothing to do with the other DOJ investigations of January 6th or Alvin Bragg's trial, which will begin 20 days after Super Tuesday. Donald Trump has to be a defendant in a courtroom uh, or Fonnie Willis, who is, of course, working very hard and will be giving us some big announcements in uh, in August as well. I mean, it, there's so much speculation. And I, I want to talk to you about the wisdom of it, because a lot of folks are saying, well, what's going to happen here? And these are folks who are media types who have no knowledge. Uh, they're going to make Donald Trump a deal because Trump will never go to jail and that Donald Trump will agree to not run for president and never tweet or post about anything political again. And in exchange for that, we won't indict you or put you in jail. I mean, I don't know how 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 likely any of that is, but you've probably gone over every conceivable kind of deal that could happen in your head in the last few weeks. What is likely or probable? It seems like Donald Trump's just willing to go to trial on all of this and fundraise off it. Yeah. And, I, you know, this goes back to 2017 for me, to the beginning of the Mueller she wrote when we were talking about could there be a deal? You know, uh, Maddow's Bagman podcast came out right. talking about what happened with Spiro Agnew. And we were all sort of wondering, like, what if what if the deal is just don't just resign? Don't and don't run again. And we won't put you in jail. Now, you know, I do think that it it it, it could be pretty unlikely that he goes to jail if, if yes. convicted. Uh, because he's he's a, a former president. He has uh, you know Secret Service detail. The, the logistics are a nightmare. Um, so he might get like home confinement or something like that. But and that's if right. he's convicted. Right. Uh, I just knowing him, you know, and I've talked to Mary Trump about her, you know, Donald uh, quite a bit. I don't think he's capable of pleading. I don't think he's capable of saying, "Yeah, I did." I did steal them. I took them and I kept them and I obstructed justice. I just don't see that he's capable of doing that. I think he's long game. I think he's looking long game. Like 
remember how Hitler went to prison and then got out and then yeah see what happened? Yeah. yeah I think he's thinking long game I think karma plays a long game as well. And that's why it's interesting watching Donald Trump seemingly begin to panic and unravel, or maybe it was just a bad bottle of Adderall a certain night. But I mean, you've been seeing these postings in the all caps and the increasing hysteria, use of the word Marxist. And now the first time I've ever had a president really give a my dog ate my homework thing. You had a great line. Um, I think we need a catchy name. For the scandal that Trump may have instructed a maintenance man to flood the Mar-a-Lago server room to destroy surveillance footage. How about Watergate? Is it taken? It's a great point. But again, is this one of the most bizarre excuses for destruction of evidence that was already stolen you've ever seen? It's very, very bizarre. I've, we, you know, I've talked to so many people about it. I've talked to people who write, who are screenwriters, who are like, I wouldn't write that. I'd be kicked out of the of the table read for, a, for flood even... would have, a flood would have destroyed everything all the electronics in the room and how how do you flood underground storage rooms while you're draining outdoor pools i don't understand the layout of his retirement home yeah it's 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 totally bizarre but you know the timeline of events suggests that this fellow his name's carlos he's a friend of yes. walt Nottie, he's a maintenance man he <clears throat> after sometime in july called up the IT guy at Mar-a-Lago and just started asking questions about the surveillance footage and how long it's stored for and things like that. And then July, August, three months later, it's flooded. He drains the pool and floods that server room where the surveillance tapes are located. It's just truly, truly bizarre. Um, I've never, I've never seen anything like it, not even in the movies, because like I said, you would be laughed out of a writer's room. Yeah, I completely agree. It, it's it's completely weird. And to me, it just kind of shows that they're willing to throw anything at the wall just to create the, the appearance of reasonable doubt. You had an amazing thread. I think it was last week where you went through what you think happened with the documents at Mar-a-Lago based from everything we've heard before. You you made sure that it was all speculation. But I'm I'm still fascinated by Evan Corcoran. The fact that, that Donald Trump was trying to find any way he could to defy a subpoena. The fact that we know, we can say clearly for a fact that Trump's lawyer gave him a 50-page dossier on how this is not legal, you can't do this. And yet Trump still kept trying to find a way to do it and then lied to his own attorney so bad that attorney is now testifying against him. I, 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 there are so many characters to keep track of in the course of all this. But on top of it all, there's the Iranian document that he wags around. And we can hear rustling on a on a, uh, on a on an audio recording. That's not even the thing that he claims was damaged by water. I mean, there's so many moving pieces to keep track of this. How do you do it, Ms. Gill? Am I keep, am I am I on the right page with this? Because I'm I'm not even sure about all this stuff. I'm rattling off. No, you got it. I just you know my 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 job is to consume all of the news and report all the news and do it with a little bit of appropriate profanity. There so go. I've got my eyes on on all the news that's coming out about this stuff. So I, I take all these pieces and I put the breadcrumbs together and I come up with a speculate a speculative thread about what I think the the series of events that I think took place. And you know I've tweeted that Mar-a-Lago is a magical place where people enter as men as lawyers men enter as lawyers and, and uh, leave as witnesses. Yes. Um, it's it's truly mind-boggling how many different reports of things that we've gotten from mostly from trump lawyers and trump world to be honest with you so <clears throat> putting all that together i just sort of wanted to lay it all like everything that we knew out in a in a chronological order that that made yes. sense to me. that's that's what that where that thread came from 
And do you think that it's it's worth talking about possible links to the live golf tournament in Bedminster? Because I'm sorry, with all the money thrown around and just what we've seen in the last week alone, it just it just all feels so plausible that Saudi Arabia is up to their eyeballs and everything. Yeah, absolutely. And I I think uh, empty wheel, uh, you know, Marcy Wheeler. uh, I think she said it best. She's like, "We, we there's a lot we don't know, but. I for sure know that Mohammed bin Salman would pay a billion dollars for a document like that. Um, did he pay for it with uh, having his live golf events on Trump properties? How did they get the PGA to sign on with live now? That's um, right. It's, it's mind boggling. And, and, and did, it, did Jack Smith also look at the $2 billion that went into Jared Kushner's private hedge fund from the Saudi, uh, from Saudis? <laughs> did, or did, did he hand that off to another um investigator you know i mean it's it's truly it's it's there's so much there um with yeah. with with saudi arabia and the live golf tournament and possibly the iranian document or some other document but we would have to see that connection be made um with evidence with hard evidence and and, and we don't have any in a public reporting yet do you believe that smith has cooperating witnesses we don't know anything about probably i would assume so um we just found out a couple of days ago that 20 Secret Service people have testified before the grand jury on the documents case. <laughs> so so here's the icky question. Um, how is this going in your mind to impact the Republican presidential field? Because I, I keep seeing more and more of these presidential loser industrial complex guys jumping into the race every day as if they're really, really certain that Donald Trump won't be running this time next year. I, I've been looking forward to seeing Trump be the first man to lose the popular vote three times. I want to still believe that could happen. How do you see this playing out? Do you think that he will still fundraise off this and manage to be the nominee? He will. And that's why I think people were a little bit misguided when they said, you know, uh, first of all, Merrick Garland has to save us and he can only do that by indicting Donald Trump. Donald Trump is indicted. He has been indicted in New York on 34 felony counts of falsification of business documents. And he's out on doing the rallies and uh, campaigning. And he's still, I think, got the biggest, according to polling, at least uh, support in the Republican field so far. I don't know that it would change that, but uh, but a trial possibly would. Um, so I think, you know, depending on how quickly that happens, um, that could impact the uh, the election, I think. Uh, any thoughts, Ms. Gill, on Chris Licht's um, not altogether unforeseeable dismissal today? We've been waiting for this for a really long time. It doesn't really seem like anything's going to change at CNN. I'm sure that the folks who fired him will replace him with another loyalist who will continue this uh, right wing tilt at the network. It's too bad. CNN has an incredible opportunity right now to do the right thing and become a news network worthy of watching. Um, uh, there are so many great people that we, at CNN. There are so many great people that work there. I have so many friends that work. Me too. And and I I hope they take this opportunity to, I mean, like, take a page from the Tylenol. Uh, disaster, you know, where where they had they found some poison in a Tylenol bottle and Tylenol yeah. immediately addressed it and pulled everything off the shelves and, you know, did the right thing. I think it's a good study in PR crisis management. And I think that it's they're in a PR crisis right now and they need to, I think, but that's such a golden opportunity. I always like to look at these things as an opportunity to improve. I really hope they seize upon it. But that's a creative 
solution. And it seems like the folks who are in charge are looking for a a creative solution, but they're not creatives. It just sort of seems like they want to continue going in this conservative tilt. And I don't think they're going to look at this and see, oh, this Donald Trump uh, town hall was a bad idea. They're going to look at this and say, oh, Chris Litt shouldn't have given that interview to Atlantic and that tanked the whole thing. I, I think that the bosses are still going to continue the work that Chris Litt wasn't effective at enacting. Yeah. Um, and uh, that's a shame. I fear. Um, yeah. I fear. Yeah. And, and, I just wish people understood that you don't all the money isn't in rage and hate. There's there's plenty uh over and on the you know on the love side and the the facts yeah. and the truth. Um and I I just uh man it's 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 frustrating because I know I know you and I know how I see it and I know how you probably see it as just this golden opportunity to just yeah <laughs> really shake things up and, and make an important changes and and um it's yep. just it's yeah. profit-driven news allison profit-driven news there we go um before i before i let you go i i would love to just ask your thoughts on this bizarre resurgence of common 80s era homophobia uh this time turned on corporations for the crime of insufficient hate towards a customer base i mean i kind of thought after marriage equality became the law of the land in 2015 mm -hmm. i really thought after donald trump learned how to spell lgbtq for his acceptance speech in 2016 that that okay the republicans are going to be told now bush was bad and gay is okay I, have you been surprised and does it speak to a true bigotry or does it speak to a, again a lack of uh, good messaging and more republican desperation i mean they're going after private corporations in the name of bigotry yeah, I've never seen so much uh, going after private corporations from the Republicans. That's just b bizarre. Like, what's going on with Disney and, and DeSantis? Yeah. I'm like, what are Because, like, they seriously overestimate how much liberals give a hoot about giant box stores, right? Yeah. Like, um, or Bud Light or, or whatever it is. Right. But, I mean, I hope people are learning the lessons that when, for example, the L.A. Dodgers... Um, disinvited the Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence, and then L.A. Pride said, we're out too, and the whole Pride night fell apart, and they said, all right, we got to do the right thing. Everybody's back. You're all, I'm, when we're sorry. Uh, you know, I hope people learn, and, and then when people flounder, they, their stock tanks. Yeah. Like when Target started pulling stuff off the shelves in, in response to right-wing hate, their, their stock started tanking. I hope, they, I hope people take these real-life examples and say, doing the right thing isn't only the right thing it's also the more profitable thing like i, I can't yeah. understand it, all. It, it is fascinating watching how the corporations are going to react because you know anybody can put up a poster with a rainbow on it and claim they're an ally but when it comes time and you're facing okay being a real ally or what if it affects profits i mean we're actually getting to see these corporations prove if they're really willing to walk the walk and that's something i've never seen before yeah yeah same um it's some some have done the right thing and others have not. And uh, all I can say is that I hope that the 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 best practices and lessons are learned. Like, what are they doing? They're doing what they always do. They're the stupid is greater than the sinister, and they keep running for the far right wing base that already supports them, regardless of how much that alienates the center. I mean, they, I, they, I keep seeing all these Republicans running for the Republican nomination and not trying to win a general election, Allison. 
Yeah, way to bring it right back uh, to the to where we started. You know, I love you're you're so good at the callbacks, John. Stop it! But, Listen, it's so good to have you here, and I just want to ask, what is going to be on your radar for the the next weeks coming forward as summer begins? Besides Indictment Watch, which I guess could be this week. Yeah, well, that's it. Um, I mean, that's what I'm, <laughs> you know, I I had said I thought before June nineteenth we would see documents. Uh, indictments i think probably early next week is maybe more likely than tomorrow and and you're also going to have to once he gets a true bill he's going to have to hold it and then tell law enforcement when he's actually going to announce the indictments i'm sure we'll see a press conference that's what i'm looking for is the department of justice press conference with jack smith uh because we know that you know we know that's coming i hope he does give a press conference um but i hope he gives two let's not forget this this might be just jack smith's first indictment this summer of trump but go, go ahead yeah, uh, my main focus is going to be going through that indictment. Hopefully, it's a it's a speaking indictment, and hopefully, it's very long. And and going through and analyzing it, and telling people what happened. And, and you're amazing at it, and you managed to make it so entertaining, and you make a mook like me feel smarter than he is. Uh, Allison Gill, I love Mueller. Uh, the, the Mueller she wrote, I love Daily Beans, um, and Jack, a special counsel podcast which you co-host with Andrew McCabe, is now available. What is the best way for our listeners to follow you and keep up with your amazing work? Yeah, you can follow me over uh, at Mueller she wrote on all social media. I'm on TikTok now, making videos because uh, it's, that's fun. Uh, Instagram, Twitter, uh, Post. I'm now on Post.News. That's where I'm going to be doing some long form analysis uh, of 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 the indictments when they happen. I'm going to go over to Post and follow you during the commercial break. Thank you so much for joining us. When this news broke, you were our top choice to make sense of it tonight. And uh, boy, I, it's exciting. I can't wait to see what happens next. Thank you for Thanks. being part of it. Okay, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, your calls at 866-997-4748, 866-997-GRIT. This is Progress After Dark. We'll be right back. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I'm John Fiegel saying this is Sirius XM Progress. We're going to be taking your calls tonight at 866-997-4748. We're going to be taking your calls all the way until midnight on the East Coast, 9 p.m. on the Pacific. Right now, I want to play a quick clip from earlier today. Matt Gates and Ken Buck, they're real mad uh, about Kevin McCarthy making a deal to not default and throw the entire world economy into a tailspin. So they spoke to reporters about their continuing revolt against the House GOP caucus. 
Yeah, today we took down the rule because we're frustrated at the way this place is operating. You know, we took a stand in January to end the era of the imperial speakership. We're concerned <laughs> that the fundamental commitments that allowed Kevin McCarthy to uh, assume the speakership have been violated as a consequence of the debt limit deal. Mr. Buck, is this agenda, is the, is the legislative agenda essentially stalled until the president, until the speaker? It's up to the speaker. What does he have to do? Well, he has to abide by the, the, the agreements that he made at the beginning of, of this uh, Congress. Mm -hmm. When he was elected speaker, he made promises. Uh, we wanted to abide by those promises. Oh, guys, no matter how rough your life gets, you're going to have a better one than Kevin McCarthy. Trust me. Stephen in Kentucky is on the line. Can we pick up uh, Stephen's call? Thea, my software is still kind of fakakta here in the, in the remote workhouse. Hello, Stephen. Hello. How are you this evening? I'm very good. Tell me how you're doing. Well, I'm doing all right, but, uh, you know, I, uh, I'm going to get to what I wanted to talk about, but I wanted to just mention something that you said a few moments ago, Please. and it struck a chord with me. The reason yes. why these people keep focusing on their constituency, the MAGA constituency, it, it's quite obvious why this is the case. It's because they are afraid of the unknown. I mm. have news for you. The, uh, this, is the, this is the problem of the world today, is that if we had intend on doing anything in this life, and I'm primarily talking about the idea of eradicating terrorism, inter-terrorism, we all are plagued by this, depression, all these other illnesses, that's all what I consider inter-terrorism. The yes. fact is, the mother of all fears is something we all have to come to terms with. That's what I call terrorism. And the okay. fact is, these people are just reflective of why what we need to get out of office. They have no clue about what the hell they're talking about. Matt Gates, yeah, he's a good one to talk. Mr. Uh, Thank Heaven for Little Girls is <laughs> instructing everybody else in morality. Yeah, and he just said something a moment ago. He said that they would rather their caucus take precedence over everybody else, meaning that they don't give a rat's ass if they wreak havoc on our economy, on Correct. the world economy, just as long as they get to be the spoiled brats. No, that's yes. not how it works. That's that how it's always how it worked works. for them. But they're the well, know-nothing party. for them temporarily, but let me tell you something. Come next year, I think they, the Republican Party, is going to be passe. Because so. I'm well, telling you right now, mm. I'm prognosticating this. I, they are going to lose in a landslide. They're going to lose, but they're never they're never going to be passe. We keep thinking that eventually they'll become so defiled, people will reject them. There's always going to be a place that a certain kind of white person goes. There's always going to be a place that a certain kind of Christian who hasn't read the Bible goes. And the Republican well, Party is always going to provide why, a home to these folks. Well, that's why you need, that's why we need consciousness raising, not just education. I agree. Consciousness raising is what we need. Introspection is what we need. There are a lot of people crying out for help right now. And for whatever reason it is, this is why we need We talk about, oh, we want, to protect, we want to protect people from suicide and all this. Oh, yeah, sure as hell we do. If well, we sure really we do. Why, 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 why be right cynical now, about that? Wait, wait, wait. Why, why be cynical about that? Of course we do. Come why, on. Why be cynical about it? Because I've seen it close, up, hand, uh, up close and personal, I have. The fact is, if we are so concerned about this, we would be implementing mental health care reform right now. We would be doing something to look, open our fucking eyes and see what's right in front of us, and yet we are too afraid to do that. That is part of the fear of the unknown. Now, this is another I'm thing. I'm with 
you on that. But what I'm saying is, and what I'm saying is, the day we get there, the day we get there with single payer, the day we get there and say, hey, the country well, and society will be stronger when everyone has that quality access to mental health care. The day we get there will be because of the people who had no power now, but we're starting suicide hotlines because they cared. The liberals do all the work to begin creating the spark of change. So as years go by, eventually the moderates can take the credit for the reforms. So well, it's always been. With all due respect, you know, I, I, you know how I feel about single pay. I think we need to go further than that. I think we need alternative, real alternative health care, not just single pay, not just Preach. Uh, pandering to the pharmaceutical industries. No, we, what we need is preventative medicine. We say we're the healthiest, wealthiest country in the world, and it's by damn it's time we start to act like it. Now, Testify. Secondly, I want to yes. talk about... Uh, the other night, uh, you know, okay. 55 years since Robert Kennedy was murdered the other day. Yes, sir. And I had a chance to see Sirhan Sirhan's interview from a couple of years ago. I didn't see it a couple of years ago when it aired on 60 Minutes. You know, you'll have to pardon me, but if Mr. Sirhan wants my sympathy, he can look in the dictionary between shit and syphilis. That's where he'll find my sympathy, because quite frankly, thanks to him... We, and what I don't understand is this. Now, he, te- he says that he doesn't recall why he did what he did. Oh, really? I seem to recall it, sir. 1967-68, remember that? The Six-Day War you were talking about? I'm, let me tell you something. I'm pro-Palestine myself, but yeah. I sure as hell would not sit there and assassinate somebody. It's very easy to be pro-Palestinian justice and anti-violence. You're correct. But, you know, this has been going on for years. I think it's... I find it endearing. You're still angry about this, man. Go on. Oh, yes, I am angry about it. That's one of the reasons why I'm supporting Robert Kennedy Jr. Because the fact is, he has stated publicly that he wants to continue his uncle's and his father's legacy. And I think we were cheated in 1968 out of his father. Let me tell you something. Sirhan Sirhan... He sits there and says he did it for Kennedy's uh, Israel stance. Well, let me tell you something. In 1968, Nixon was for Israel. So was Reagan. So was yeah, Rockefeller. They're all for so Israel. They're all for Israel. All, yeah. all of them were. And the fact is, that's a bunch of bullcrap, because the fact is, he I don't know who he was paid by to do exactly. what he did. Yeah. But the fact is, thanks to him, we might have had Bobby Kennedy in there two terms, and this world would have been a hell of a different place today if he had been elected. And I would agree with that. I got I to gotta ask you about one thing, though. I got to ask you one thing. Uh, and by the way, Dennis Miller had a, a great bit like 30 years ago. He had a joke about this because Sirhan Sirhan gave an interview in the late 80s, and he said that he believed that if Robert Kennedy was still alive, he would he would support his his hope for bail and miller was like isn't that the worst the one guy in the world will help you and you had to go and murder him um yeah really (laughs) but 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 it's such a joke he is he doesn't remember but you you bury the lead you bury the lead in this call you're you're supporting robert kennedy now what was it that made you decide to not go with the incumbent and 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 go with robert kennedy and do you see robert kennedy having a path do you see him having a pathway to the white house I have written out 60 resumes this, these past six months I have. I have gotten a cu- few callbacks I have since that time. And the fact is, Biden, I have also called the White House on several occasions and told them even about some of these things. And 
the fact is they are not listening. They aren't. I'm not saying that Biden's a bad person, I'm, and I'm not saying he hasn't had some success. What I am saying is he needs to do more. When it comes to global warming, look, you just said, mentioned a few moments ago yourself about all this damn smoke we're seeing. No, no, listen, I've criticized, I've criticized Joe Biden on, on, on a number of things in the debt deal and a number of compromises he made with the environment, but, but is it really because the White House didn't write back to you that you've decided to support Bobby Kennedy Jr.? Did Bobby Kennedy Jr. No, write I, back to you? No, it's not, that's not the only reason why. No, because the fact is we need idealism in this country again. We need to pursue our romantic ideals. Biden does not do that. He does not, okay. quite frankly, demise satisfaction. Oh, and let me tell okay. you something. The Republican Party, they're a bunch of fruitcakes is what they are. So as mm-hmm. far as I'm concerned, and I'm not saying Robert Kennedy Jr. is perfect. I'm not saying that at all. Nobody's perfect. What I am saying is that I think we need alternative solutions to these problems, outside-of-the-box solutions to these problems, and I don't think we're getting that. And if they, we want to be successful, and if we want a future for this country, we have to start looking outside those boxes. And, and, and full, is- full disclosure, Bobby Kennedy Jr. has been on this show. I've met him many times over the years. Uh, let, let, me, let me ask you, if Bobby Kennedy uh, does not win the Democratic Party nomination, will you vote for Joe Biden or will you go of third party? I would. Okay. Of course I would, compared to Donald. Uh, please, I wouldn't vote for that. I'm not going to let that fruitcake get back in there. He, there we go. After all he's done to this country, Donald Trump, Donald uh, Benedict Arnold Trump, I don't think so. He's had well, his, there's why I don't mind it. Like, like, you know, people talk all the time about, oh, Ted Kennedy hurt Timmy Carter, Ted Kennedy hurt Jim. I get, I get all that. But you know what? If, if someone running uh, against the incumbent causes the incumbent to, to move more to positions of justice, to become a stronger candidate, to become a, a better person, then, then I'm all for it. So I, I get well, that. Can I, I don't just think... mention something for a moment? You said Ted Kennedy and Jimmy Carter. Let me tell you something. Jimmy Carter was a wonderful man, but there is no way in hell he would have beat Ronald Reagan. Ted Kennedy had the strength to beat Ronald Reagan. He was a classic liberal. He had an agenda. Jimmy Carter was a people person, but he didn't have much of an agenda. He did not. He did some good things in the White House. He He created more jobs than Reagan. He did, but at the same time, he did not have what it took to to, to uh, go against Reagan. We all know yeah. that. And, I know. and as far as saying that Ted Kennedy was responsible, some of those people that are, they're just, I think they've had too much to drink, quite frankly. No, I was just a little kid at the time, but I was old enough to know that a lot of people really believed very credibly that Ted Kennedy would have been a more formidable opponent for Reagan in 1980. I think Absolutely. he would have, too. I, I get the you argument. Know, John, to be perfectly honest, who knows? Maybe he would have won. I don't know. It's possible he would have. It's possible he would have at least given him a run for his money. And like I said, I don't think Carter's a horrible person. I think he's a very salt-of-the-earth man. He is. Right on. But I do Stephen, think I, that... I, I got to run, but I've enjoyed this. Thank you very much. You're, listen, you are now the official Robert F. Kennedy Jr. supporter of Sirius XM Progress, and we will be calling on you for expert commentary. <laughs> Okay, let the debates begin. Thank you very much. 866-997-4748. 866-997-GRIT. Let me go. Uh, uh, Drew in California. Hey, thanks for your patience on hold, Drew. Welcome. Hey, I think Hi. Benedict Trump is a little... <laughs> I don't know, it, it, it incites a certain emotion, but I don't know if that's quite accurate. Okay. Man, whew, that's, that's an analogy. Hey, uh, I just wondered if you saw those white supremacist Armenians uh, protesting the, uh, you know, the transgender in schools there in Glendale, California. Could you believe that? I didn't know they were Armenians, uh, but it's Glendale, so I know there's a very good likelihood. Yeah, yeah, I lived in Glendale for a while. 
I just didn't realize I was living amongst a bunch of white supremacist Armenians. Well, I don't really necessarily think that those people live in the school district, do you? I mean, I think it's very possible that a lot of those guys were imported in. There have been a lot of uh, commentary about it. But if you look at the footage of them violently attacking the pro-gay demonstrators, you can see how deep their Christian values are and that they're there because the gospel is very important to them. John, yes, John, pro-gay demonstrators. What, what does that mean? Uh, that means outside of the uh, Glendale school board meeting, there are people there who are compassionate to LGBT folks, and there's people who uh, were identified as white supremacist Trump supporters. The Armenians, you mean? <laughs> I mean, you can be. You don't have to be white to be. You don't have to be white to you be a white you're supremacist. Really you're the first person. You, you're the first person you telling me that they were Armenian. Right? What's that? Okay. You're, you know what? A, you know what a red corner is, right? You. You guys are about to paint yourself into a red corner. Oh, is that what's going on? Nobody in America really anymore in any significant numbers are protesting homosexuals, transsexuals, gay people, lesbians, none of it. You don't think so, huh? How's how's Budweiser's stock doing this week after all of those non-existent protests against transsexuals? Okay, John, if what was going on in the schools wasn't going on, I think these people might be a little... What is going on in the schools exactly? You don't know. No, why don't you tell me what is specifically yeah, going no, on? Tell me. No, let's get specific. Let's get really, really, really specific on this, since you seem to know a lot of things. What is going on in the schools right now? Drag shows in schools, for one. People. What schools? People what school? Like what, whoa, 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 whoa. Let's, talk, let's hang on. Drag shows in schools. Which schools have had drag shows? Uh, uh, John, are you, are you, because I can't name a school, are you implying that it hasn't happened? Are you That's saying that you're angry on, about something? Wait, wait. Are you, are you claiming to be angry about something you can't even identify? You're mad about this, but you can't name no, one school where it's happened? I just can't name the specific school district right now. I've read articles. So should children not be allowed to see right men in dre- Should children not be allowed to see men who dress up in women's clothes for entertainment? Like, do we ban things like Mrs. Doubtfire, so stuff for, like that? Okay, so you are for, like, eight, nine, ten-year-olds seeing... No, uh, you are saying that to demonize me. Dance. You are saying that to demonize me. I'm not for that at all. I didn't say I was for that or against it. It depends on what the show is. Dude, you're calling me about this problem. Tell me where the problem's happening and give me the names of people who've been harmed by it. Give me the name of one person who's been harmed by this thing that you're very passionate and up in arms about, please. Which children have been damaged by drag shows in schools? Can you give me one name? Because I can tell this means a lot to you. So I'm asking for your data. Please give me one name of one person victimized. It's not just me. It's those white supremacist Armenians. Uh, you're backing right? down because what it sounds like. Hey, can it we sounds just get like, back to the, no, no, the... No, 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 dude. Hang on, hang on. Dude, it sounds like you're a guy with hang-ups against trans people and you just don't freaking no, like them. And you're trying to make not it seem all. like you're part of something against greater. trans people or am I against trans ideology being introduced so who has been harmed? You called a radio station and waited on hold to talk about how urgent this is. Who's been say, harmed by drag say, queens in schools? Say, give me, sorry, give me, what? give me one name, one person. This is damaged. I think you're talking some bullshit because you don't like a certain group. No, I'm not a bigot because I don't want children exposed to sexuality. 
Where has that happened? I mean, Please, uh, what child was exposed? No, 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 no. Hang on, man. You, I hear you. I hear people throw this language around all day, and it sounds like you're kind of full of crap. Tell me which children have been exposed to sexuality. Can you name a state where this ha- exposed to? We're talking men in dresses doing story time. You're talking sexuality. No, dude, dude. Being gay is not the same as sex. Being trans is not the same as sex. Being a drag queen is not the same as sex. You are sexualizing this more than they are give me a name oh john you don't think that drag queen shows are sexually uh uh, provocative honestly are they are they for you are drag queen shows sexually provocative for you uh do i get aroused no but are they then what are you talking about why then what what are you talking about you don't get aroused by them they're comedy talking about aroused by torch songs what drag but shows? What, child, what, John. I'm tell me something. What? Hey, man. can I just I'm get in a, here I'm for a, a second? A, Hang on a second. No, I'm, I'm really dying to know which drag. I'm dying to know which drag shows you've seen that you found to be too sexualized. Drew, can I just get like you're a guy who knows nothing about what he's speaking? Go ahead, Chris. Can I just get? Can I just get back to the beginning of this call, Drew? So that protest in Glendale at the school district. Are you? Are you? Do you agree or disagree with the protesters? I don't understand. Where do you stand on on the issue that was at stake at that protest? Where I stand is that those parents should have the right to decide the curriculum of their children. And anybody okay. that says so otherwise, sp- specifically, be very, specifically, be very suspicious of. Specifically, they were school board was meeting to decide whether or not to acknowledge and and celebrate Pride Month as a. That's school. all it was. It yeah, was not about people. It was so not about you, drag. Not about sex. It was about acknowledging Pride Month in a school where there are gay what kids. Does Pride now, Month represent. What, is Pride what does it represent? It, what does it represent represents the opposite of shame. And oh shame God, is what our gay and lesbian children have had to be raised with for centuries. Pride represents it's the opposite of shame. And some heterosexual people who've always been in the minority don't understand this because you've never been raised your entire childhood to be those ashamed of who you Armenians. are. They don't know what it's like to be in a, more, a minority. You Conservative ones don't. I'm talking. doesn't know what it's like to be uh, black in America. Okay. Dude, you guys are painting yourself into a red corner. That's all I'm saying. And it's not just going to be white people <laughs> Thanks anymore. Thanks for the tip. It's okay, the Drew, do me a favor. When you, Drew, Drew, the Drew, the, the entire premise of your conversation was a lie. It was just a school board meeting about acknowledging Pride Month. Children are old enough to learn how to hate gay people. You don't want them to be taught how to respect gay people. We got to take a break. You should call back more often, Drew, and get back to us when you find the name of a single child who's been damaged like all these thousands of children you claim exist. Guys, they're in our families. You just, just, they're ridiculous. Be specific, like my boss, Chris. This is progress. 